You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium, and it is game day, week four of the NFL preseason. This all, of course, brought to you by the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and we got a loaded day here at BGN. In this show, you're going to hear three press conferences. First up, you'll hear from Doug Peterson giving us a peek at how things are looking headed into this week four tilt with the Jets that will decide the fate of some of these roster bubble situations. After the break, you'll hear from offensive coordinator Mike Rowe, followed by defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Also on BGN today, you're going to get a special interview as John Stolman spoke with Kevin Harlan, the longtime play-by-play man, brilliant man. Harlan was kind enough to take some time away from his busy schedule to speak with Stolman, so look forward to that. Plus, a quick update regarding the newest on the Jadavian Clowney situation. According to a report from the Houston Chronicle's Aaron Wilson, quote, although the Dolphins are regarded widely in NFL circles as the front runner to land Clowney with Miami general manager Chris Greer talking with him weeks ago in advance of his visit last weekend, should he agree to report and sign his roughly $16 million tender, they're not the only viable destination. The Texans have worked the phones and have reached out to multiple teams about a potential trade for the former top overall pick from South Carolina, including two of his preferred teams, the Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles, according to league sources, not authorized to speak publicly. Other NFL teams the Texans are known to have spoken with, per sources, include Washington and the New York Jets, unquote. We, of course, will be tracking that situation here at BGN, not only on the podcast feed, but leadinggreennation.com. And we'll also be recapping tonight's game with the Jets with a new Kist and Solak recap show where we'll break down what happened and what it might mean for the roster cutdown. So vacation is over, boys. We're extremely close to real meaningful football. So keep it here with us by subscribing to BGN to keep up to date on your Philadelphia Eagles. And part of keeping informed is hearing what the coaches had to say. So we're going to kick it to those recent pressers. It's Doug Peterson first from August 27th, followed by Grow, and then Schwartz from August 26th. Let's go to the podium. Have you seen enough from Josh McCown yet, or do you still want to see him in the offense on Thursday? Um... I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd love to see more. You know, uh, we're, we are down to the wire right here, and we're still evaluating every position. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a fine line there. But, uh, you know, obviously what he did last week was, was, uh, was good um, and, and, and probably good enough. You know, so we'll see. What do you know about Henry Pollard? H.T. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, H.T. Pollard. H.T.? Um, the guy is, uh, you know, I haven't watched a ton of tape on him, but but I, I know this just talking even to some of our players, and then, you know, I know he played with Nelly and, and all of that, and, and this guy's a, the guy's a thumper. He's a good player. He's athletic. Um, you know, it's going to be – it's hard, obviously, trying to learn a defense in 24, 48 hours, but uh, 
you know, uh, he'll do the best he can to come in and learn and, and, and be in a position to help us Thursday. How has brought in 15 guys, or you guys have brought in 15 guys since camp started? Um, 13 of them are still here. What advantage does that give you as far as evaluating the most possible people in, in a short period of time? Well, I think it's twofold. I think, one, the guys that were here previous, right, we've worked with those guys. Even though you have to let some of those guys go to bring these 15 or so in, we have history on the on the guys we had to let go. So if there is an injury or something down the road during the season, we we know about these guys. They're familiar with us. And then, kind of kind of on the same same note is these new guys that come in. Um, we get another evaluation on on them, and and probably for the same reasons. If there is something that happens during the regular season, these guys can be called upon to come in. Uh, they know your team. They know your uh, kind of your structure, and and uh, it, it makes an easier fit. Creeping up here. Um, what, what's reasonable expectations for him? Well, you know, as I said the other day, um, you know, I, I fully expect you know these guys to, to to be ready for for week one. They're they're getting themselves prepared for for week one. Um, you know, so I, that's that's reasonable. Um, he has been working. He's still he's still getting his workouts in, and and uh, you know he, he's uh, been going through all our walkthroughs and getting the mental side of it. Um, and and so you know it it leads me to believe that that he'll be he'll be ready. Fletcher's a guy that knows how to prepare, knows how to get himself ready, and and uh, I would have no concern if uh, you know if that was the case. Do you have to prepare for the possibility that not just Fletcher, but I guess Nigel and maybe Derek Barnett and Darby that they might not be able to take the full workload if they come back in week one? Yeah, I mean that's something we've we've discussed. Those are things we've. You know, you plan for. Uh, you got to plan for all of that. And you know, we had great experience at that last year uh, with the amount of injuries. But um, these guys, some of these guys you mentioned, have been practicing with us, and uh, they've been looking good in practice. Um, some even got in the game last week. Um, and and so again, you know, it's reasonable that uh, you know everybody will be ready next week. Yeah, what, how much influence does Dave Fipp have on a lot of the bottom of the roster uh, decisions you guys are going to have to make? Uh, here after Thursday's game, uh, you know his his obviously his voice his opinion matters. Um, you know I, I stress a lot with this football team that it takes all three phases. You know offense, defense, and special teams, and um, he has a he has a really good impact of of the the bottom say the bottom third or so of the roster, and, and really even some of our starters that that have to play. You know we ask a starter from time to time to play at least one unit of special teams. So. Um, he sees these guys work every day in, in drill work and the special teams portion of practice, and um, it makes a, it makes a difference. It makes an impact on you know the guys we keep at the bottom. Uh, a, year ago this time, a year ago this time, uh, Carson was really pushing to be ready by week one. You guys hadn't yet made a decision, but he's ready this year. That, he's ready this year. If, ready you're, this year. if you're what, wondering, what's, what, what's what's he been doing differently this week? What, what's the different uh, feel that you're getting from him? I, I think it, it goes all the way back to. You know, even the end of the season, um, just how he approached the off season. Yeah, how he, how he, you know, he was determined to number one be healthy. Um, the way he attacked his rehab, he was diligent in his rehab. Um, he trusted the doctors. He trusted, you know, the, the the team around him that was helping him physically get get back. And, and then just as we we progressed through the OTAs um, with, you know, the practices, how we how we structured practice and and. Just each day, he kept getting stronger and stronger, and and on into camp. And um, you know, training camp was set up that way. 
you know, with that in mind to, to, to have all our starters prepared and ready to go for, for week one. And, and, um, we, I've seen nothing but improvement, you know, uh, each week uh, of training camp with him. Uh, he's had some really good practices here uh, as of late and, uh, I feel, I feel comfortable and, and that he's ready to go. Uh, last week's, uh, when you lost the quarter last week, um, you know, due to your evaluation process, I know the coach was going to play that whole fourth quarter. Some of the other guys are going to get in there and you kind of lose that. Yeah, you do. Um, the fortunate thing is we have this week, uh, to get, to get those guys in and, and play a lot, you know, um, and so, you know, it is, it is, I've been a part of games where, especially preseason games as a player and as a, as a coach where we've had to, we lose a portion of a preseason game like that due to weather. Uh, can't control it. Um, it's unfortunate for the player because you do want to get them in the game and, and evaluate them. But, uh, you know, we've got another game Thursday that uh, we'll get a, a really good feel for a lot of these guys. As a player, as a player that, we've kind of talked a lot about the shifting landscape of the preseason. Uh, this fourth game, has that changed for you at all? Or that back end of the roster, could somebody play well and earn a spot? Yeah, from, a, from a philosophical standpoint, it hasn't changed for me. Um, obviously, you go in, you, you rest your guys. You know, you rest your star, your so-called starters. Um, and and, and this, is a, this is a valuable time for, for a lot of these young players because a lot of times it comes down to those special teams reps that, that we talk about, the guys that um, – you know, your, your 51st, 52nd, 53rd guy that are possibly starters on special teams. And so uh, it's important. You know, it's important to them. It's important to us as, as coaches, as evaluators, to, to see these guys perform, put them in successful, as, as good of a successful situation as we can um, so that they can succeed on the football field. And, and uh, so this, this last game is very important. Um, I've been, as a player, I've been a part of these games, and so I know what it's about. And, you know, uh, for me, it was, this was my season. You know, my whole season possibly came down to one game. So um, it's big for a lot of players. Speaking of that, Doug, as, as a player, you went through this process and, and didn't make the team several times. Is there one uh, particular one that, that stands out as uh, sort of the most painful or anything like that? Yeah, the biggest one was uh, in 1995. I was with Miami Dolphins. Um, and, uh, they had just signed Dan McGuire that off season, and and uh, um, I came into training camp. I felt like I had outperformed him, you know, and, and, and outplayed him. I was the fourth guy on the roster, and ended up getting released uh, at the end of training camp. And, and of course, you're 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 disappointed, you know, you're a little bitter and, and kind of upset about it. But it was actually a blessing in disguise because I later signed in Green Bay that year and and spent eight years in Green Bay. So, um, you know, this is not the end of the road for these players you know um I, I tell them all the time they're obviously competing for our team but again there's 31 other teams that are looking at our roster um to see who gets released and who stays and all of that so um you know your dream is never never over you know and, and it was my case in 95 where i went to green bay and had a chance to play on two super bowl teams and and uh, go from there hey, do, for you, do you tell those guys like you know the guys who are on the bubble like you know, try not to worry about, you know, this week, you know, again. I do. I, I, I do the best I can to kind of ease their mind, you know, a little bit um, on 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 this week and what this week is about. It is tough. It's hard. And, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, am I, am I going to make it or not? I think I think at this point of the of the you know training camp, 
in their mind, they kind of see exactly kind of what's in front of them. You know, I try not to, or I try to explain to them, like, listen, you can't count the numbers of guys in line. You just gotta, you just gotta make every rep count and every play count. So, um, I know it can be a little bit of a, of a distracting week for some of these players, but uh, at the same time, you still want them to go out and play and, and play well. Yeah, coaches you, lost some production production at, you lost some production at defensive end, so it's offseason with uh, Chris Long and, and Michael Bennett. Uh, have you seen enough from the guys that are slated to take their roles um, uh, to, to where you think you're set there or do you need more? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you look at it, uh, obviously the addition of Vinnie Curry uh, helps. Uh, you know, Derek Barnett's been practicing and, and uh, been doing extremely well. Um, so we get we get him back. You know, this year BG's BG's BG and, and he's solid. Um, then you're looking at you know you're looking at, at Deshaun Hall. You're looking at Josh Sweat, and, and then of course you know you know Sharif Miller. There's three guys, three young players there that uh, have have played a lot in preseason and and will play again. You know, Thursday night get quite a quite a few snaps. So. Um, you know that last spot is is kind of you know one of three three players, quite frankly, and um, they've all done a great job. Uh, looking forward to Thursday night to see how they, um, you know, play and and you know give us that rush that we need because we we play so many guys up front. You know, we at least eight guys, four ends, four tackles in games. So um, it's it's a great way to them for either any one of them to, to see the field. Ten more questions, please. Practice yesterday. Do you have any further reason? Just um, he, he uh, low back with him, uh, just resting him. We're going to get some again some more evaluation today, and and, and have an answer. Um, but should be you know uh, should be fine. We'll just got to see after we get more more results. Something carried a heavy load last week and last week's preseason game. Do you, have you are you comfortable that you have seen enough from him? going forward into the regular season and what might the running back rotation look like? Yeah, uh, Corey, you know, Corey obviously had missed a considerable amount of time. Last week was big for him um, stepping in and playing. I thought he, I thought he played well. I think one of the things when, when players don't play for a while, they can, they kind of can rush through some things and, and, and especially the running back position. And, you know, you just want him to kind of slow down. He, he did, he did well, but I think there's times where he could have just slowed his eyes down a little bit and, and, you know, uh, found the hole a little bit, a little bit better that way. But uh, he ran hard. He ran physical, uh, just like we know Corey can do. Um, he's attacked his rehab, obviously, uh, you know, well and and is in his good position. You know, again, it's a, it's it's a it's a great thing to to see. I mean, we've had a lot of depth at the running back spot this this training camp, and um, you know, guys will get one more opportunity this week to to see what uh, see what they can do and and. Uh, you know, try to make the 53. For some head coaches who call plays, they use the preseason to give an assistant a, a chance to do it. Is that something you've done or have considered at all? I've done it in the past. Um, you know, I did it with Frank, you know, um, and something that Mike and I have discussed even even this week and, and moving forward. We like their skill sets. Um, certainly, they're, they're uh, intelligent guys. Have been able to, um, you know, follow uh, with with all the installations and, and done well from that standpoint. Um, they all a little bit different, but uh, you know, Will's probably uh, 
Uh, he's done done more stuff in line. We've we've been able to move Perk around, and then Alex just figuring out what he does really well. And and this guy's this is a tough guy who's who's been able to uh, integrate himself quickly into our system. When a guy's a late arrival like yeah. Alex, how how does that play into the evaluation process? Um, you just try to you know evaluate everything that he's doing, and like you said, he's he's been given more opportunities maybe than he otherwise would have because of the numbers there and the injury situation. So he's got an ample opportunity to get out there and uh, and, and do some things both in practice and the games. And I think he's uh, represented himself very well. How much does Jason Kelsey? How much does he impact the offense? And, and what are the great advantages of having a guy like him? That oh experience? my gosh. Um, shoot, we could go on for, for a long time talking about uh, all the positives that, that Jason Kelsey brings to our offense and our team um, from a leadership standpoint, uh, from a communication standpoint, from an idea standpoint. Um, he just he can be another you know extension of the coaching staff or Coach Stoutland out there on the field in terms of recognizing uh, the fronts, uh, the coverages, those kinds of things, and getting that communicated, getting us in the right call, pointing us in the right direction, uh, being a, you know a, a, another resource for the quarterback out there, uh, for Carson, and uh, taking some off his plate and being able to you know direct traffic that way too. So um, he's a veteran guy, he's experienced, he's very talented, um, and he's decisive. You know, so you trust his eyes, and, and he can he can make a call, and everybody will roll with it. You mentioned that leadership thing too. That, yeah, you know that kind of blue collar edge that he yeah. has. Is that easily relatable to the, his teammates? I think so. Uh, I think his teammates love him. I know we love him as a, as a coaching staff and uh, hope that he can play for another 10 years. If Jordan Mailata had to play in a regular season game. Make sure you tell him that, too. Yeah. <laughs> if Jordan Mailata had to play in a regular season game yeah. this year, could he do it? Uh, I think he's made a lot of progress. I mean, I really do. Uh, I think we're very pleased with um, – you know, the way that he's been able to progress throughout the course of spring and training camp a year ago's time, he'd never played football or had played football for, for three or four weeks. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, this guy, is uh, he's, he's done a good job, and um, we got to continue to go out there and get a little bit better every day. Um, we know it's only going to get harder from here. What does it say about uh, Josh McCann that he was coaching high school football and then less than a week later he was running your offense in a preseason game? Yeah, I think Josh is pretty unique that way, obviously, with uh, the wealth of experience that he has, 18 years in the NFL, all the different systems that he's played in. Um, he's had an opportunity to run probably just about every play there is uh, or has ever been run or invented in football and can draw on that experience. Um, it's just a, a matter of trying to process the language and uh, obviously, you know, each each uh, system is a little bit different and, and has its own uh, personality. So he's, you know, in, in five days, able to come in and perform like he did. Um, says a lot about him and his abilities, both both mentally and, and physically, the talent that he could come out there and mesh with those guys quickly. You guys, what's the give and take like with, with you, Carson, Doug, you know, the offensive guys, when, when you're like, you know, figuring out plays, what plays might work, what plays won't work? Like, how does that dynamic well, I think it's it's pretty uh, universal. You know, the coaching staff spends a lot of time trying to put the game plans together, but um, we have a lot of confidence and, and trust in our players, and I think that they have a lot of confidence and trust in the coaches. So, um, you know, we, we welcome any ideas that, that any and all players might have that we think could give us an, an advantage. And um, just having one of those kind of discussions here this morning, uh, which is maybe one of the reasons why I was a couple minutes behind schedule. <laughs> Does Carson, like, you know, make a lot of those suggestions? Like, oh, he, Carson watches a lot of tape. He's very involved and in, in, uh, and has has great ideas. So, um, you know, we want to 
we obviously we welcome all of those ideas and uh, want to cultivate that. And he's he's not shy about you know giving his opinion on anything. What is that? You have a running back. How difficult is it to make a decision on who you go into week one with? And how competitive has that group been throughout? Well. Uh, I think it's accurately stated by you. It's a competitive group. Uh, it's going to be a really hard decision. Um, that was their job to try to make make it really hard on on us to try to make a decision. And I think that, that that's brought the best out on them as well. What has Zach Collins shown you since kind of coming back from that hip injury and playing the preseason? Yeah, Max done a good job in, in getting back. Um, you know, he's he's gotten out there, made made a couple catches the other night, done some, done some good things. So looking forward to seeing him again Thursday night. What's the preseason week like for you with a lot? Of- Regulars resting, but you get a chance to see some of these guys in the bubble one more time to, to get that live game action. What was the beginning of that question? I'm sorry. Obviously, a lot of the regulars rest yeah. for this last preseason right. game. What's it like for you as coaches to see some well, of these it's guys? A, it's a big, it's another tool. It's an important tool to be able to see these guys play, you know, an extended amount of time. Um, maybe some guys that are going to start the game that have been coming in the, in the second quarter or the second half or something like that. Let's see how they start the game. Um, you know, can they, you know, can they, can they sustain a performance over a period of time in a game, not just for maybe a series or two. So, uh, you know, anytime you get a good chance to go out in the stadium and play somebody new, uh, it's an excellent chance to, to evaluate the players. Coach, can you talk about the, how, how much, uh, uh, Nate Herbig has progressed in his transition to center? Right. I, yeah. I, I, I read some uh, where, you know, was being talked about that he hadn't played center before so that you can imagine how hard that transition might be. Um, to be able to do that here uh, in the NFL. And uh, I think it's a credit to Coach Stout, um, you know, Roy Isfin, you know, the guys over there and, and working with the offensive line and getting him prepared to play both guard and center uh, in this training camp. He's done both, and, and, he's, and he's handled it well. Uh, not where he needs to be yet. He's got work to do, but uh, pleased with his progress. What do you like about Matt Pryor? Uh, I think we like Matt's uh, size, his versatility, be able to play, you know, either guard spot. He's played tackle for us. Um, you know, very similar, um, maybe I want to say in style, but in, in terms of the versatility, like we talked about Isaac, uh, a lot of times, you know, Matt's not going to play center, but um, to be able to, to be able to bounce back and forth and do that in the course of a game is is not easy. Uh, probably doesn't give, get talked about enough or the guys that do it probably don't get enough credit for having the flexibility mentally and physically to be able to do it. And, uh, you know, the more you can do, the more valuable you are. What, is my, what have Miles and Jordan shown you so far in training camp and you're writing an article about the running backs, huh? <laughs> um, you know, we like our backs. Uh, you know, both those guys, I think, uh, um, you know, Jordan's had a bunch of success, you know, in the league, uh, a lot of yards uh, early in his career. And um, so we, we're excited about what he's bringing to our offense from that standpoint, his experience and, um, you know, and playing in, in the NFL on Sundays. He knows what that's all about, how to prepare, and, and we know we can count on him. Uh, you know, Miles is, uh, is uh, you know, what we thought he, we, he was when we drafted him. So um, we're excited just to, to get them both out there together uh, and put our whole offense out there in the field and, and get going. Thursday, when you say goodbye to a lot of players, I'm sure you've grown to like. Yeah, um, you know, I was on the record last year um, saying the same thing around this time. You know, you root for everybody in this business. You know how hard they um, work. And what they put into um, their effort and um, making a contribution to the team. And, you know, not everybody can make the team. But when it's all said and done, um, everybody that was in camp with us will have contributed to our team somehow and to us to our success going forward. Um, But, yeah, I mean, um, guys make teams or don't make teams for a lot of reasons. 
you know, it could be numbers at their position. It could be scheme fit. It could be injury. Um, you know, a lot of different things. And we've seen a lot of different guys that have scrapped their way up from the bottom in this league. We've got a lot of guys on our team that are contributors. So the longer you're around it, and I think um, the other human part of it is, you know, you have kids and you root for your own kids, you know, in life and different things that they're doing. And you see them have successes and you have failures. It gives you a better empathy for those guys. And my empathy for those guys has certainly increased over um, the tenure of my career. Make a decision on is Deshaun Hall. How has he played? And is he graded out as well as he looked, you know, to us just in the games? Well, pass rushers are important to us. Not just pass rushers, but um, but guys that can create havoc up front. And he's done a good job with that. Like you said, we asked him to gain some weight. Um, he did that. Um, yeah, he's battled some injuries in the preseason. He had to leave the first game with an injury, but showed good toughness and came back for uh, from it. And when he's been on the field, he's been productive. Those are the things that uh, we ask from guys. And, um, you know, like like I said, um, sometimes numbers can be different at positions. Some kind, sometimes there's all kinds of different things, whether it, whether somebody makes the team or not. But he certainly put himself in a good position. What did you think of Roddy McLeod finally getting back out there from that position? Yeah, it was good to have him back out there. Uh, made a really nice play on his own read. Um, made another nice tackle on another play. Um, you know, and he had a couple times in training camp where, where he, he sort of took some hits, which I think is important when you're coming back from a from a major injury like he did, just mentally like, hey, I'm good, I'm okay. And I think that was a really good step for him, and it was good for our defense to have him back. He's such a calming influence on our team, on our defense in particular, and he does, he does such a good job of communicating and executing the scheme. And, um, you know, it was good to have him back out there. We look forward to a great year from him. Just like, um, you know, some guys, some guys are like super rah-rah guys, like getting guys jacked up. You know, he's, he's one of those guys that, you know, everybody just knows it's going to be okay when he's in there. Um, you know, and I think there's, there's an important part of that too. He's stone cold with his, with his communication. He's always in the right spot, do his job. I mean, those guys are valuable. Um, not everybody has to be. You know, um, you know, rah rah. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's um, you know a combination of that. And not that Rodney doesn't play with a lot of fire, he does. But I think when he's back there, his corners, his nickels, his linebackers, they all they all get a nice sense of calm because he's such a good communicator. He keeps them ahead of problems on the defense and um, could puts everybody in good position. You mentioned the cornerback you have. Um, you know, Ronald kind of coming back uh, slowly here. We're getting back in the mix a little bit. How do you view, I mean, without training camp to, to evaluate guys, how do you look at that cornerback position, with him coming back, uh, but also Sydney and Reversal being in there doing a good job? Yeah, well, those guys played a lot of football for us last year. So it's not just what they've done in training camp. And I'm talking about Sewell and, um, and, and Sid, and I'd even put Vontae in that mix. Um, guys that have played different corner positions for us. But the good thing about Darby is Darby, even though he hasn't played in preseason games, he's gotten um, some work in training camp, not just, you know, in some of our periods, but even against Baltimore. So, um, you know, he's been ramped up along the way. Um, he's a veteran player, so I think that adds a little bit uh, to it. And, um, you know, he's, he's comfortable in our scheme. Um, so now it's just a matter of, you know, getting the, the final touches on there. Um, but you know, one of the 
silver linings, I guess you'd say, of having so many injuries in the secondary last year is we 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 had so many other people playing. It got experience, uh, got them experience. Um, so I think that puts not only them in a better position, but puts, but it puts our defense in a better position going forward, having more experienced players. And I would put all those guys in that. You mentioned the importance of pass rushers. Over your time in the league, have you picked up on, I, I don't know, if generality is the right word, but like the way guys develop um, over time in the league as a pass rusher? Do they usually have it when they come in? Is there like by the second or third year that they really seem to take off? Um, has there been any kind of pattern or generality that you might have picked up on or is it totally individual based yeah, not not with me i mean everybody's different i mean that's just that's just life you know some guys i was around javon curse's rookie year and he set a nfl rookie sack record i've also been around some guys that it took a little bit longer for them to to get going um kyle vandenbosch suffered injuries three of his first four years or two of his first three years like major injuries and then we got him after that, and he really took off and had a great career after that. So everybody's everybody's a little bit different. Some people are still maturing physically. Some people are changing positions. Some people are, you know, just developing, um, you know, their technique and things like that. All that goes in. Not everybody's a finished product. Um, you know, so everybody's, everybody's a little bit different. But um, there's certainly been examples of guys that have developed and have come on and had great careers. Follow up on Jeff's question about the cornerbacks. Who who won that competition to start? Which one? Opposite Ronald. Yeah, you're gonna have to get somebody else to. Um, yeah, nice try. Um, but but you know, honestly, we're we're still working, and um, we're we're not 100% set in stone. I'm sure the Washington team would like to know where we are right now with all that stuff. Um, we'll just play close to the vest and and um, see what. Um, see what our best groups are and how we can manage. I don't know if it's it's realistic for some players that um, coming back from injuries, and we have a lot that haven't played in preseason. I don't know if it's realistic for all those guys to play, every single one of those guys to play every single snap. That'll probably be a case-by-case basis also. So we'll, we'll see where it is. What would you like to see your defense be better at this year than last year? Um. I don't know. I mean, I think that really the bottom line is just is just winning games. Um, our job is to keep the score down, and our job is to um, try to create some turnovers to you know put the offense in position. Um, you know that was that was one area we took a little bit of step back from over the previous year. You know, turnovers are sort of funny. You know, sometimes you chase them and you don't get them. Um, you know, sometimes they sometimes they come in bunches. You know, things like that, but. You know, when it's all said and done, that's really um, that's really the way I look at, at defense is limit points and um, give your offense a chance and then also do something to help, and that's um, getting turnovers. And that's probably the, the biggest thing over the course of um, over the course of last year. We'd like to do a little better in, t- in takeaways. What are your, what are your most uh, vivid memories from the, the last time you played Case Keatum in the, in the NFC Championship game? Um. I don't know. He he had a really good year that year. Other team had a really good year that year. That just happened to be our day. It happened to be the city of Philadelphia's day. Um, you know, I, I think you know a lot of times the first half of that game is a little bit of a blur. I, me- I remember, you know, um, P. Rob making that interception and scoring, and um, Derek Barnett getting the sack strip. Um, you know, those were big plays. But you know, honestly, the second half of that game. 
moved in like slow motion and high speed at the same time because it was obvious we were going to win the game. And, you know, it was just, it was just really cool. Um, you know, it was, it was sort of a, a party atmosphere the whole second half. And it was, it was fun to be a part of that. Um, you know, not every game comes down to the last minute. However, you got to win it, you got to win it. But that game, uh, that game, the second half was, was really a special experience, but it doesn't take anything away from Case Keenum. Um, you know, he's, he's, he really had a great year that year and, um, we had to play really good defense to, uh, to come out with that win. And, you know, we were able to. Jim, how's uh, getting closer to uh, the regular season? We haven't seen Fletcher Cox come all the way back yet. Uh, what are you seeing behind the scenes and what's a fair expectation? Yeah, I put them in that same group with a lot of those other guys, guys that are coming back from injuries that, that haven't, um, that haven't played in the preseason. He's a little bit different because he hasn't been on the practice field maybe as much. Um, has had some individual stuff and, you know, some stuff like that. But he's a veteran player. He's been around. And um, main thing is making sure that he's healthy and in shape and and focused. And uh, I know he's focused and, um, you know, he's he's driving with all the other things. So uh, we'll see where he gets. How has Zach Brown uh, progressed in the defense since the past came on training camp in the preseason? Yeah, I mean, I think any new player, there's going to be an adjustment period. I think that was for, for Zach, but he's making good, steady progress. Like you mentioned, he's a physical player. Um, you know, you see that when the lights come on. He, he does some really good things there. He's multidimensional. Um, you know, the, the accumulation of practice reps covers a lot of things that, you know, come up over the course of the year and things that maybe he's used to in his career doing a little bit different. And Zach's no different than Tejo or, you know, any other vets that we've brought in. And as far as, you know, Malik Jackson's the same way. Malik has, has had, I don't want to even call him growing pains because that's not the right word, but sometimes, oh, that's the way you guys do it here. Okay, then, um, this is the way we did that in the past. And usually that's what you're dealing with when you're dealing with veteran players. They're not learning how to play football. It's more just learning how we play and the terminology and how everything fits together. And I put, I put Zach in that um, category. Inside, Jim. Uh, not every corner is suited to play in the slot. How? Why has he been so good at making that adjustment? Uh, and number one, he's just a good football player. You know, I mean, he's a little small for defensive tackle, but I think he he'd figure it out. I mean, that's just him. You know, I mean, I mean, how many rookies can you guys recall? I mean, I I don't know any that started a game at safety, nickel, and corner in the same season when they were a rookie. It's tough duty. You know, it's tough to learn one position, much less two, much less three, and also experience success at each one of those. So um, we have confidence in him whenever he goes in the game. Um, and But, you know, he, he fits the description of a nickel. He's tough. He can tackle. Um, he's got quickness. He also has speed. And he has really good awareness. You combine all those things, and, and those are things that are just going to make a good football player, regardless of um, nickel. And and I, I literally, wherever he is on the field, we have confidence that he can get the job done, and he's he's given us that comp- uh, confidence through his play. Thank you. Thank you.